yesterday spent the day at an ultimate Frisbee tournament in Blaine, Minnesota. There were teams there from all over the Midwest, and the competition was amazing, going back and forth. We were there because Mark plays on the Prior Lake High School Ultimate Frisbee team. Got there early in the morning, and it was around dinner time when we left. Liked watching the games. I also liked people watching, and there was a lot of people to watch. As I watched and looked around, I noticed that you could tell which parents and grandparents were there to see which teams. They had their baseball caps on with the logo of the high school that they were there to cheer on. Some had jackets or blankets with the school's name on it. The really expensive schools had their own tents that they set up and banners and flags with their school's name advertised for all the world to see. In this morning's gospel, Jesus is asked by the religious leaders of the time as he walks through the portico of Solomon, as he's there in the temple, they want to know, Jesus, are you on our team? Are you a part of this team? The setting is the festival of the dedication. That may not be very familiar to us, but I bet you that you've heard the word Hanukkah before. This is the festival of the lights. This is the time when once a year to this very day, Jewish people gather together and they remember God's miracle. That when the temple, the second temple was rededicated, the oil lamp would not go out. And it was seen as a sign of God's favor, of God's presence with the people. And so in that context, the leaders want to know, are you part of that team? Are you the Messiah? Are you the one that will help deliver us from these pesky Romans? Are you the one that will lead us to glory and to victory? And Jesus talks about another team. If you're waiting for the Messiah to lead you to victory, to ride in on a white horse, then you're not waiting for Christ. You're not waiting for Jesus and the community that he gathers around him. Every metaphor we use to talk about our spiritual lives is limited. That's just the nature of metaphors. But I think in particular, sports metaphors are very limited. Oh, we'll talk about being on God's team. We'll talk about coming together and working as faith teams and being the church. But all those metaphors in the sporting world are based on competition, right? Winners and losers. Those who excel and those who are lifted up and those who are defeated and vanquished. Sometimes the sporting metaphor might be, well, you want to strive to do your very best. You're racing just the clock, so you're there and you're trying to excel and to be better. But when Jesus talks about the community of faith, 
He's talking not only about the winners, but he's also talking about the losers. He's talking about those who the world judges as not worthy, as disqualified. When Jesus speaks about the community of faith, when he talks about those who gather around his own body, who share in Easter joy with him, who share in a belief, trusting in God above all things. When he's talking about that group, he wants to talk about God's love. He says, that group hears my voice. And at the heart of Jesus' voice is this message that God loves all creation. That God, in creating life itself, has a relationship with everyone. And the gospel, the good news, is that all are invited. All are a part of God's saving work in this world. No one is excluded. No one is pushed to the side. No one loses out. The message that Jesus proclaims again and again is one of love. Love not only to those inside this room, but also to those beyond. And the sheep, the flock, the team, the community of Easter hears that voice and allows that voice to guide its action. Jesus not only says that his followers hear his voice, but Jesus says that his followers imitate his actions. They are there, a part of the world, in tangible ways, reaching out, not only speaking about God's glove and grace, but showing it and demonstrating it with acts of kindness, with acts of healing, with acts of inclusion and care. Jesus invites those who follow, you and me. Jesus invites us to hear God's voice, to trust in God above all things, and then to be Christ to the neighbor, and yes, even to our enemies. There's a story that's told of a church in San Diego, Christ the King, Roman Catholic Church. And outside Christ the King, there's a large statue of Jesus. And somewhere around 1980, the statue and the church were vandalized. And the hands were broken off the statue. The community was devastated. And not only those inside the church building, but those outside wanted to repair that damage. And so a local artist even volunteered to repair the statue, to make new hands for Jesus. But the priest, a Jesuit, said no. Leave the statue alone. And he hung on the statue a sign that is there to this day. A sign that reminds us that we 
are the hands of Jesus. Quoting St. Teresa of Avila, Christ has no body but yours. No hands, no feet on earth but yours. Yours are the eyes through which he looks compassion on this world. Yours are the feet with which he walks to do good. Yours are the hands through which he blesses all the world. Yours are the hands. Yours are the feet. Yours are the eyes. You are his body. Christ has no body now on earth but yours. We are God's hands and feet, eyes and heart. Now it doesn't matter if you wear purple or green. It doesn't matter if you are cheering for your kids who are Blazers or Lakers. It doesn't matter how you vote. It doesn't matter which economic system you admire most. It doesn't matter which flag you wave. In Christ, each of us are part of the community to share God's love in this world. That's our team. That's the flock. That's the invitation of Easter. And may each of us respond this week with all that we are, all that we hope to become, following, hearing the voice of our shepherd. Amen.